Well, praise God, amen, um, early part of the year. Um, I'm, I, I still, I, I'm grateful this early part of the year because, you know, God has done some things and he's allowed us to, you know, to see him moving. And I don't think it's going to stop. Um, you know, I, I'm just really encouraged as we, you know, put two months in the books that some of the things that God has been speaking, um, and again, I, I think, let me just back up, because I believe that sometimes we talk about things and it's not necessarily of general application. It's going to be about the people who are continuing to seek God, right? Because God even says, you know, you, you'll seek me and you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. This is no halfway, I tried it, I read a couple of scriptures, I went to church three times in the last three months. None of that. It's about the diligent, right? And I think that's the thing that as long as we continue to stay diligent and committed, I believe we'll see God moving. Mm -hmm. This is not, you know, God is no respecter of persons, but he certainly is a respecter of faith and of our commitment and our dedication and devotion. And so we want to continue to do that. Um, and because of that, I think as we do, um, God's going to show him, continue to show himself strong. Um, uh, I believe something right now, that God is speaking to us <clears throat> words of empowerment. Um, <clears throat> in our Bible study the last couple of weeks, right, we've been talking about facing and overcoming challenges. And to me, that just hits us where we live. Because who doesn't have challenges? <laughs> Right. right? Who doesn't have issues? Who, who's not involved in a battle of some kind? And if, quite frankly, if you're not involved in multiple battles, that seems odd to me because there are things going on, right? In the financial realms and relationships, you know, um, health, you know, uh, in, in your mind, just trying to find peace. I mean, there's battles all around, right? The Bible says we are pressed right on, on, on every side, right? And so, um, you know, we have it coming and going, right, um, from every side. And so um, there are many things that challenge us, but God is saying to us, we can overcome all of them. And I don't know how many Christians actually believe that. I, I count myself as one of them who do. You know, I believe that God has made us to be winners. I just simply believe that. And so mm -hmm. if, I, if I'm a winner, then I'm not supposed to lose. Now, it doesn't mean that I won't lose, and I'm not going to be a sore loser, mm -hmm. but I'm not thinking about losing. Mm -hmm. And I don't accept losing as my lot in life. Right. You know, because God hasn't made us losers. We're winners. And so he's empowering us. And today I'm excited, too, because um, it's, it's, he, he's going to share something with us that's along the same line. And, and as I'm listening, and I'm listening to God... I believe what he's saying is like, look, you, you have it in you to do whatever it is you desire to do, but most of us just simply sometimes have a hard time believing that. And so I believe he's building us up in our faith so and empowering us so that, you know, we can make this, you know, the best year you ever had or the best year you've had in a long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. And so... I'm listening. Um, I'm listening to the Lord, and I, and I believe you are too. Praise God. So let's go to Matthew chapter 16 today, as God continues to speak something uh, to build us up in our faith. 
Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Praise the Lord. Is your mom on? Not yet. Okay, she's late. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God, yeah. I know she's always on. Praise the Lord. Um, I have to give her a call anyway. I'm overdue. Praise the Lord. So now I told her myself publicly, so I have to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Amen. But we're in Matthew chapter 16. <clears throat> Let's look at verse 13 and read down to verse number 17. The word says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, <clears throat> and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Let's pray and then we'll get into the word. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you, God, for the word that was just read into our ears. Now, God, we pray that the Holy Spirit will uh, take us into the truth of this word. Reveal yes, unto Father, us your you. will for us at this hour. Father, have your way in the place right now. And Father God, continue to build us up and strengthen us by your spirit, by your word, and by your love. Father, we believe we receive all you have for us. And so, Father, we thank you in advance for what you're going to speak and do in this place. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So uh, we're talking about how God is empowering us and encouraging us. And today, uh, our title today is God has anointed you. God has anointed you. Um, and I think we need to <clears throat> start with a little bit of background because there's so much that goes on in the church. There's so much lingo that um, we get intimidated by it or we get cynical about mm -hmm. it. And you hear a lot about anointed. You hear people talking about, oh, she's so anointed. Oh, he's so anointed. And it almost has us. And, and when people say it, it's like their voice changes. They get serious. Oh, he's so anointed. Right? It's almost like it's spooky. Um, yeah. You know, and, but yet, if you're, especially if you're new to the church, and even if you've been in church for a while, you don't want to even ask, like, what does that mean? What do you mean when you say that? Because it's almost as if you're supposed to know what that means. Yes, but no matter what, you go, he or she is special. They, they got something special on them that allows them to do that. Mm -hmm. And see, that's where it's dangerous because that's not true. Because all of us who are born again believers are anointed. But what happens, and I think some leaders maybe inadvertently um, are, you know, contribute to this idea that only certain people in the body of Christ are anointed, right? And, and you think about it, that that if, if, if the majority of people who are sitting in the pews believe that it's only a few people who are up front who are anointed, then and if they believe that those people have special powers and abilities and all that, then what, is, what, is, what do they think about themselves? Mm -hmm. They think that they don't have those things. 
And see, that's where we get in trouble. If we don't understand who we are in Christ and the power and ability that we have, then all the preaching in the world is not really going to bring us to the place where we need to be. We have to know who we are, right? And we have to know that, you know, that you're anointed because God has anointed you. Now, I think some people don't want to think about an anointed because that they're anointed because they say, well, I'm, I'm not special. You know, I'm a, you know they, they don't want to be lifted up in pride. But I understand something. Do you know that the Bible says that you that we shouldn't think more highly of ourselves than we ought. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But understand what it says. Don't think more highly of yourself than you are. The Bible doesn't direct us to think low of ourselves. Mm -hmm. It just says don't get too carried away. In other words, you should know you're special. Mm -hmm. I'm no special than anybody else. No, see, that's getting more highly if you think you're more special than the next mm -hmm. person because it's not a contest. But you shouldn't walk around thinking that you're the drag of the earth. You should know that if Christ died for you, that act alone says you're special. Mm -hmm. And for you to say that doesn't make you conceited. It makes you aware of the truth. Mm -hmm. And the same, so I think some people don't want to say, I'm anointed, because they think that they're going to be boasting. Mm -hmm. No, it's just the truth. Let me ask you this. Would you say I'm a human being? Why would you say that? Right. Because it's true. Mm -hmm. There are certain things you don't have any problem saying because they're true. You say your name. Why? Because it's true. You say you're a human being because you're true. A man says I'm a man. A woman says I'm a woman because those things are true. But we get to, oh, I'm anointed. Well, well, well. I don't want to say that because then. But if it's true, it's as true as your name. Right. And you should feel as comfortable and as a matter of fact, in saying I'm anointed, as you're saying I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a human being, because it's just simply the truth. True. But if no one's telling you that that's the truth, that's why you feel like, oh, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? If you think that it is spooky to be anointed and it's only for special people, then you shy away from it. But listen, if we shy away from the truth that we're anointed, then it's no wonder that the devil is beating us up every day during the week and twice on Sunday mm -hmm. if he ain't got nothing else to do because we can't we're not in a position to fight because we don't we don't really know who we are and so listen um, we are anointed right and God has anointed us um, let's go back for a minute because we we know we've seen anointing in the Bible in so many different places right you look in the Old Testament and really first of all anointing to anoint someone is to pour oil or to smear oil on someone. And we've seen that so many times in the Bible, right? Priests get anointed. Aaron and his sons were anointed. Kings get anointed. Um, Saul was anointed by Samuel. David was anointed by Samuel when God had enough of Saul. Um, and then when David, David actually was anointed king three times. Mm -hmm. When he was a boy, then he was anointed king of the southern kingdom after Saul had died, and then when Israel, the whole nation came together and he became king over all Israel, he was anointed the third time. They poured oil on him, right? right? Um, but we've seen, you know, people get anointed in the Old Testament all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's oil poured on, smeared on. Um, prophets sometimes got anointed. Um, God told Elijah, you know, he said, go anoint Jehu to be king. And then he also said, go anoint Elisha 
to be prophet in your place, mm -hmm. right? And so priests, kings, you know, prophets uh, have been anointed. And usually in the Old Testament, they were anointed to do a special task, right? right? They were called to do a certain task for God, and God gave them the anointing, anointed them, because now they were set apart and empowered by God for that task. So we fast forward to, to now, where we're not under the Old Testament, but how I many of you know you got a task too? Mm -hmm. Each one of us has a task in the earth, and it's a special task as well. My task is not yours, yours is not mine, and, and, and mine is not hers or his. We have a task. So if God was anointing people in the Old Testament who had special tasks, and he anointed them to do it, mm -hmm. how do you think you're going to carry out your special task in the earth without an anointing? Right. Listen, no matter what, there's nothing we can do for God, really do, successfully do, in our own strength, mm -hmm. and without God's help, and without God's power. And so you and I are called to do certain things in the earth, and if we're going to do it, uh, we have to be anointed. Now, someone will say, well, wait a minute. In the Old Testament, you even said yourself that they were anointed with oil and smeared with oil and all the rest of that. And so when did God anoint me? And he didn't put any oil on me. <laughs> but that's because, truth be told, we've been anointed with something better. Right? Right. We, don't have, we haven't been anointed with oil. But let's go back to our scripture text for a minute because in our text, you know, Jesus is in Caesarea Philippi with his disciples, and he asked the question, Whom do men say that I am? And they answered, Some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But then he asked a pointed question, But who do you say that I am? And Peter gave the answer, right? Thou art the Christ, yes. the Son of the living God. You know, many times, you know, folk have... have made note of, especially preachers, that Christ is not Jesus' last name, right? <laughs> you know, it's not. You know, if anything, it, it's interesting though, you know, if you look at verse 17 when Jesus said to Peter, he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. That bar means son of, right. right? Son of Jonah. So if Jesus does have a last name, his name would be, you know, It would, be, it would be like Bar Jonah, you know what I mean, that, that kind of a thing. But his last name is not Christ, right? That's a, if he, you know, Jesus, if he had a jersey, it wouldn't have Christ on the back. Because that's not a last name. And you can even tell by what Peter said, right? Because he said, he said, uh, thou art the Christ. The Christ, right? Right, because Christ is a title. Right, and, and we've heard this before, but it's just it, it, it performed it, it formed a foundation for for those who haven't heard this before. It's a title, and that word Christ comes from a Greek word Christos, which means the Anointed One. Yes, right, Amen. and that's what it means in the Greek. And that Greek word is the equivalent of a Hebrew word that means Messiah. Right, so the Christ Hebrew Messiah um, in the Greek the anointed one, some even say the anointed one and his anointing. That's what that word means. It's not his last name, it's, it's a title. But so, so if, if, if Christ is his last name, you know, we understand 
That's why we're called Christians. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So Jesus Christ means, you know, that he is the anointed one with a capital A and a capital O. But the Bible says that it was in Antioch where the believers or disciples were first called Christians. And we're called Christians today. And don't you know Christians means anointed ones? It's just with a small a and a small o. Right. Right? We are anointed ones because we're Christians. Christ is the anointed one. And here we're little small anointed ones because we're Christians. Now... I want to show you something. If you turn with me to Psalm 105. Psalm 105. And let's see where we will begin reading. We're not going to read the whole psalm. But this is a psalm that talks about God's covenant with his people. Let's start at verse 8. It says, He has remembered his covenant forever, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, which covenant he made with Abraham and his oath with Isaac. And he confirmed the same unto Jacob for a law and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying, Unto thee I will give the land of Canaan the lot of your inheritance. So who is he talking to? He's talking to his people. Mm -hmm. This is God talking to the, his people. Mm -hmm. Verse 12. When they were but a few men in number, yea, very few, and strangers in it, when they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong, yea, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, Touch not my anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Now, in, in you know, certain study Bibles, where it goes, Touch not my anointed, in the margin it says anointed ones. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you read this uh, verse number 15 in other versions, like the NIV mm -hmm. and some other versions, it actually says anointed ones, yeah. right? It says, touch not my anointed one. But who is he talking about? He's talking about his people. Mm -hmm. God was talking about his people, and he called them anointed ones, small a, small o. That's what Christians are. We're anointed ones, small a, small o. Mm -hmm. Right? So it is not... It is, not, it is not anything but truth for you to think of yourself as, an, as anointed. You would clearly say, I'm a Christian. What born-again believer is not going to say, I'm a Christian? Well, but you don't realize, when you're saying that, you're saying, I'm an anointed one. Mm -hmm. Not the. Right. I'm a. Right. Because there's others like you, because there's other mm -hmm. Christians, right? And so let's, let's continue to look at this. I think we just need to get this into our spirit so that we become comfortable with the great things God says about us. You know, I believe that if, if, if we grow up and we hear nothing but bad things about ourselves or we think nothing but bad things about ourselves, when God comes to you and starts sharing his word with you and telling you how great you are, it's hard for you to receive yeah. that. See, we got to break that down and, and understand the Word says some great things about us. We need to get them in our spirit and then start walking them out. Because if we don't get them, then we're going to keep acting as if 
we're second and third class citizens mm -hmm. when God says he made us the head and not the tail. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let's look at 2 Corinthians um, chapter 1. 2 <clears throat> Corinthians chapter 1. Because I think it's important that we understand that when we start talking about that we're anointed and all that, we're not just playing around with words, right? Um, we're not just playing around with words. Let's look at verse number 21, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It says, Now he which established us, or now he who has established us with you in Christ, and hath anointed us, is God. You see that? He who has anointed us is God. So the first of all, the scripture is telling us that we have been anointed. And second, it lets us know that the one who has anointed us is God. Right? And it goes on to say, who hath also sealed us and given us or given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. God has anointed us. Mm -hmm. So if I stand here and say, I'm anointed, am I saying anything that's contrary to the Bible? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. I'm saying something that's consistent with the Bible. Because the Word of God says that God has anointed us. And the mm -hmm. us there are those who are disciples of Christ. And if that's you, right, as a disciple, then you have to know something, that you are anointed. Okay, so let's continue to look at the Word so that the Word can build us up in our faith. Let's go to Acts chapter 10. Now, as we go to Acts chapter 10, I want to remind you of when Jesus was in the wilderness. We recall he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and Satan came and tempted him, right? Mm -hmm. And what did he say to him? Right? If you are the son of God, right, throw yourself down, right? He, he quickly came to, what, attacking his identity, mm -hmm. right? And we always talk about that. Satan wants to attack our identity. And think about here, if you don't identify yourself as being anointed, mm -hmm. then he got the drop on you, right? But, but Jesus, right, like you said, he, if you be the Son of God, cast yourself down. If you be the Son of God, turn the, these, uh, this, these stones into bread. And Jesus rebuked him with the Word of God. But the, the, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 4 that Jesus then, after he left the wilderness, went to the synagogue, remember? Mm -hmm. And he stood up to preach. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, yes. for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Right? Mm -hmm. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and, and all the rest of that. But he said, What? The Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Jesus was anointed by God. Right? Now, we, we saw that there because Jesus himself said it, but let's look in Acts 10 and 38. And there in, in, in Acts 10, 38, it talks about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Right? So God anointed Jesus. Mm -hmm. And how did he anoint him? With the Holy Ghost and with power. Mm -hmm. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Now this tells us a lot right here. Right? 
God anointed Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Jesus even said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because, right? right? I have been anointed to preach. God anointed Jesus, but how did he anoint him? With the Holy Ghost and with power, mm -hmm. right? And to do what? But look what he did. He went around doing good. He went around healing. He went around delivering people from the hand of the enemy. How did he do it? Because he was anointed. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. And Jesus said what? The works I do shall you do in greater works. And people say, well, why aren't we seeing the greater works? Because too many people don't believe they're anointed. Mm -hmm. Because without the anointing, you can't do these things. Jesus knew he was anointed because he stood up and said so, right? He said, he said God has anointed me. He didn't, he didn't hold back. God had anointed him. Jesus knew God had anointed him. And he stood flat-footed and said, I'm anointed. Mm -hmm. And now he went around what? Doing good, healing people, delivering people because he was anointed and he knew he was anointed. We're anointed, and either we don't know or we're denying it, and then we go, why are we seeing miracles? Well, because too many anointed ones, small a, small o, are acting like they're not anointed. Wow. And you can't do these things if you don't know and operate in the anointing that God gave you. So this is not a semantics thing. This is not just to feel good about yourself so you can walk around and make a t-shirt and go, I'm anointed. It's not about that. Forget the t-shirt. It's about the thing getting in your heart mm -hmm. so that now you can do the same things Jesus did. Go around doing good. Go around, you know, uh, 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 delivering people. Go around, right, casting demons out. Go around in power because you now have accepted the truth that you have been anointed by God. Yes. Jesus didn't deny it. I'm not going to deny it. You shouldn't deny it. We shouldn't deny it. He said, God, I've been anointed to do some stuff up in here. And that's how we are too. And the Bible tells us that, that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. But now let's think about this. If you're a Christian, how was Jesus anointed? With the Holy Ghost. You got the Holy Ghost? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So how come then? Why is it such a hard thing to think you're anointed? Right. The same way God anointed Jesus is the same way he anointed us. With the Holy Ghost. And we know power comes with it because the word says you shall have power. After that, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So we got the ghost and we the Holy Ghost. And we got the power. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I think we got Casper. We got the Holy <laughs> Ghost and we got power. Same thing. And, and, and this, that's how God anointed Jesus, and I want you to know that's how God has uh, anointed you. Now let's look at one last scripture to make this even clearer. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Go to Colossians chapter 1. where we want to start reading. Let's read a, start reading at uh, verse 25. It says, Whereof I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest or revealed to his saints. 
to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul is saying that that's the mystery. The mystery among the Gentiles is this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now let's just go back. Again, we just said, and we just saw where Jesus, um, God would, had anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And we said we have the Holy Spirit, right? Right. Mm -hmm. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. So we have the Holy Ghost in us. Mm -hmm. And we have power in us because once you get the Holy Ghost, you get power. Mm -hmm. So we're anointed too. If you just look at Acts 10, 38, mm -hmm. the same way God anointed Jesus is the same way he's anointed us. But now this becomes even clearer because verse 27 of Colossians 1 says that the mystery that Paul was preaching about to the Gentiles is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in us, but we just said, what is Christ? Right. It's the anointed one and his anointing. Right. So if the anointed one and his anointing is in you, and it's in you, and it's in you, and it's in me, then how in the world are we not, how are we not anything but anointed? Right. This is not, that's what I'm saying, this is not semantics, this is Bible. But if we don't embrace it, we just go around thinking I'm just little old me. And I'm telling you this, you're not just a little old you because you got big old God on the inside of you. Right. You have that anointing on the inside of you. God has anointed you, amen? And I, I again, go back and look at Luke chapter four. Jesus stood up in the synagogue and he said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, but he has anointed me. And we should have that same ease and confidence of just saying, God has anointed me. Right? Amen. Right? It doesn't, this is not for you to get built up in yourself and to get the big head and to think you, you're, you're all that. But this is for you to walk in your inheritance and to know who you are. And it's so important that we do that because if we don't, then we can't go around doing good and, and, and taking back territory from the kingdom of darkness. We're not going to be able to do it. Right. And that's why. It's not because the Bible's not being preached or all, all the rest of that. Why isn't, why isn't the church? I love that. And people say, why isn't the church doing more? Well, wait a minute. Who are you talking about? We're talking, that's a self-indictment. We are the church. Right. And so at some point, we have to look in the mirror and say, why am I getting my butt kicked all the time? Can I say that? Butt kicked? Yes, you can. You said it. Oh. But you understand what I mean? Why am I getting beat up? That's better, right? Yeah, that's better, right? Why am I getting beat up all the time? At some point, we just got to be honest. Why is the devil always getting the drop on me? If I'm, But if I'm anointed, you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh huh. See, when you start to know who you are, there's certain things you're not going to accept anymore. Mm -hmm. And God wants you to know, child, I've anointed you. That means you have power to take back territory from the enemy. You have power to prevail. And that's what we have to walk in. So it's not just semantics. This, this is part of that, I think, the empowerment that God is speaking to us when you know talking about facing and overcoming challenges and even here because it's time to win this is winning time right now i mean it's time to win it's time to you know to 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 make things happen in your life and to 
you know, begin to experience that abundant life that is promised us in the Bible. It's time. But it's not just going to happen because you're praying a whole lot. If you pray but don't know that God has anointed you to go on the battlefield and win, you're not going to go out on the battlefield because you think you can't do it. I'm telling you, David had a spirit of anointing before he was, you know, he had that in him. I mean, because he even said, remember when he, when, uh, <laughs> he took out Goliath, mm -hmm. right? Now, he had been anointed by that point, right, to be the next king. Mm -hmm. But he said something interesting when he took out Goliath and why he knew he could take on that giant. He said, well, I've been watching the sheep. A lion and a bear came one time and took the sheep. And I went after him, and I took the sheep out of the jaws of the lion, and I beat back yeah. them. Who can do that? <laughs> Unless you have something on the inside of you that says, it's like we go back to uh, uh, last week, not so. There's a lot, many ways you can say not so. You go, not so. I'm not going to allow that to happen. <laughs> but if you think that Someone can just take your lunch money, they're going to take your lunch money. If, if, you, if you think that you can't hold on to what God has given you, then the devil's going to take it from you. But David had that thing in him. You're not taking any of my sheep. Right. I think that's why David is a God after a man after God's own heart, because he had this stuff in him. All right, so let's think about then what all this means. Okay, fine, 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 I'm anointed. <laughs> You've convinced me. What does it mean? Well, this is what it means. Let's think about this first. Let's use scripture again to help us. Let's go to First John. First John. That's toward the end of your Bible. Not the Gospel of John. First John, chapter 2. Because it, this means something. This is not... I, the, the thing I love about the Lord... And I was, was the thing I love. There's so many things I love about the Lord, but that this is not, the word is not just for our intellectual curiosity. You know what I mean? It's, it's not to satisfy your intellectual, you know, um, thoughts and all the rest of that. This is words for living. Amen. And God is trying to bring us to a place that we can live triumphantly. Amen. In fact, if you go back, we, what did we read? We were at 1 Corinthians um, Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, 22. Verse 20 is where it says, you know, that God always causes us to triumph, oh, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, let's let's go here. Let's let's um where are we? First John, right? Yeah. First John chapter 2. Let's look at verse 20. It says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One and know all things, right? Now, again, depending on what version of the Bible that you have, that word unction could appear in your Bible as anointing, right? That you have an anointing from the Holy One, and ye know all things. And, and really, when I say know all things, it's not like you know all the facts in the earth, and you know everything about the earth. It's really talking about you know the truth. Why is that important? Well, because the Bible tells us, in fact, Jesus himself told us that, that we would know the truth, and the truth would do what? Make us free. Make us 
free. Think about that. We would know the truth, and the truth would make us free. And what does it say? But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know the truth. Mm. Because it's not the truth. Some people say the truth will make you free. That's not what the Bible says. Mm. The, the truth doesn't make you free. It's the truth that you know no. <laughs> right. that makes you free. Mm -hmm. Right? The truth is Jesus is Christ. But if you don't know Jesus is the Christ, then that doesn't do anything for you. The truth is that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed, but if you don't know that, that doesn't do anything for you. So it's not simply truth that makes you free, it's known truth. It's the truth that you know. Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. That's why this is so important. We have an anointing to know the truth. And if we can know the truth, guess what? Now we are Free. Free from what? Free from everything that the devil tries to put on you. Free from fear. Free from doubt. Free from unbelief. Free from lack. Free from all of these things that, that Satan tries to put on us. Yes. But how, how do we get to that point? Because we have an anointing for that. Amen? Amen. We have an anointing for that. And let's continue on. Uh, let's go, let's jump down to uh, verse 26. Uh, John again writing, he said, These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you or them that try to deceive you. Right? Mm -hmm. Those who try to lead you astray. Who does that? The enemy. Right? The enemy. Right? He's a, he's a, he's a deceiver. Right? He's, he's a liar. And he tries to get us away from the truth. Mm -hmm. Right? Jesus was talking to you know, uh, the Pharisees and tell your father the devil. He said that, you know, he's a liar and the truth is not in him, mm -hmm. right? Um, but these things I've written unto you concerning them that try to deceive you. Look at what it says in verse 27. <clears throat> but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. It's not saying if it does. He's saying it does. Right. Right? And ye need not that any man teach you. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. See, if you know you're anointed, you don't need anybody to teach you what? Teach you the truth. Right. Now, this doesn't mean you shouldn't have a pastor or a teacher because it says in what? In Ephesians, right? Is that what it says? That he gave some? Yes. Is it in Ephesians? He gave mm -hmm. some apostles and, and prophets, evangelists, pastors, mm -hmm. and teachers. So that's part of the ministry, the fivefold ministry, right? It's right. teaching. It's not saying, so don't go, I don't need you, I'm out of here. No. That's not what it's saying. Praise God for the great teachers that we have in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. But understand the power of what it's saying. It says, it says, you need not that any man teach you. So here's the thing. You can't say you can't learn because no one is teaching you. Why? Because you have an anointing to know all things. Remember that anointing, right? Jesus was anointed with what? With the Holy Ghost and with power? Yeah. But what's the Holy Ghost? Who's the Holy Ghost? One of his, his ministries is what? He's a teacher. Right. And he leads and guides us where? Into all the truth. truth. So at the end of the day, if, if everybody around you said, I'm not showing you anything in the Bible. I'm not showing you anything. We're not like that eunuch that who ran that Philip ran alongside. He said, You understand what you're reading? He said, How can I understand unless somebody teach me, right? right. We're not like that. Mm -hmm. 
because if nobody runs alongside us, we got the Holy Ghost in us who will teach us. That's what this is saying. Right. It's just an empowering thing. Right? It's not to say you don't need anybody. It's just saying if no one is around, God himself can teach you through the Holy Spirit, right? And it's through that anointing, right? But you have an anointing that you've received of him. It, the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And ye need not that any man teach you the truth. But as the same anointing teaches you all things and is truth and is no lie, and even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. Mm -hmm. It's just saying unto us, that anointing helps us to know the truth. Why is that so important? Because known truth makes us free. Right. right? You and I, when we come to this Bible, we're anointed to receive the truth. There's some people who can't because their eyes are blinded by Satan. Right. I was on it. But man, the minute you you don't realize that you have the ability, I, I don't understand anything I need. <laughs> <laughs> and you're wondering why the devil's tying you up in knots. You're anointed by God. God has anointed you. And he's anointed you to know the truth. And that truth will make you free. So think about some of the things that's on you now or the devil's trying to put on you now. You have every right, not only a right to be free from them because Christ went to the cross to free you, but you have the power. Mm -hmm. You have the power to be free from it. Mm -hmm. Stop thinking you're a victim. Stop thinking you're just little old you and realize I'm anointed by God. And I can do good. And I can deliver. Sure, I, I can lay hands on myself. Right? Mm -hmm. Instead of talking about my back hurt, keep saying, <laughs> I got this, I got that. Then lay hands on yourself. Speak words of life over yourself. Why? Because you're anointed by God. So this is not just semantics, right? The last thing we want to do, I want to turn to, at least for this week, uh, is to Isaiah chapter 10. God is empowering us, amen, because Satan has been, been running roughshod over too many people. And I believe God is saying that comes to an end now. Amen. Amen. How many are ready to win? Amen. amen. I'm ready to win. I'm expecting to win every day, right? Yeah. And if I don't win, I'm coming back tomorrow. <laughs> It reminds me that the story Richard Pryor told. You listen to Richard Pryor? Yeah, I listen to Richard Pryor. <laughs> and he told a story about uh, this dog. He was a kid and he he ran into the yard and said, beware dog. And he took a shortcut home. He ran through the yard and the dog chased him and chased him. And he, and he got through. Right? And Richard Pryor got through. The dog didn't get him. And Richard Pryor got on the other side of the fence and was laughing, and the dog just said, that's all right, I'm going to chase you again tomorrow. <laughs> and see, that's how I feel, you know what I mean? Even if something don't go right for me today, devil need to know, I'm coming back tomorrow, right? I, I'm coming back tomorrow, why? Because, because I'm fighting for what's mine, amen? Because I'm anointed to do that, amen? And I'm anointed to be free from God, and so are you. All right, so let's look at verse 24 of uh, Isaiah chapter 10. Amen. It says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, O my people that dwelleth in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian, 
He shall smite thee with a rod, and shall lift up his staff against thee after the manner of Egypt. For yet a very little while the indignation shall cease and my anger in their destruction. And the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge for him, talking about the Assyrians, right? Mm -hmm. According to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. And as his rod was upon the seas, so shall he lift it up after the manner of Egypt. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden, the Assyrian burden that was on the people of God, that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And this, here God is talking to his people about the Assyrians and how you know, they were going to you know, oppress the people and everything else. But God said, there's going to come a day where the burden that the Assyrians are putting on you and the yoke that he's put on your neck is going to be, the burden is going to be removed, the yoke is going to be destroyed because of the anointing. And that's why when we have to get in our heart and our mind that we're anointed because Burdens that the devil's trying to put on you, yokes that he's trying to put on you, can be removed and destroyed when you know you're anointed. Because that's what the anointing does. It removes burdens, it destroys yokes, right? We saw first that it allows you to know the truth. And that's good, because you can stand in that truth now, right? And that truth makes you free. But you also understand that even if you're right now, you say, yeah, okay, I know the truth, but the devil already got me. Well, you can get free from him. You can get his burden off your shoulders. You can destroy that yoke that's on your neck because that's what the anointing does. Mm -hmm. And this is why we, this is not just a word game. This is about winning in life because the devil really does oppress people. How many of you know it? Yeah. He really does bind people. How many of us know that? I mean, that's really going on. And there are a whole lot of people who are bound and, 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 and put upon and burdened and, and, and just wiped out because the devil is just wreaking havoc. Mm -hmm. But when you know that God has anointed you, you'll know the truth that can make you free and you'll rise up in that power because that anointing is power, mm -hmm. right? The Holy Ghost and power. And that burden that he has on you doesn't have to be on you. That yoke doesn't have to be on you. That's not your lot in life. Jesus didn't go to the cross for you to be walking around here burdened and all yoked up. Right. <laughs> but we have it in us, amen. We have more power than we think. And I believe that's what God is trying to get us to see, to accept, and to embrace. And then now start walking in that thing. Mm -hmm. And stop thinking that, oh God, when are you going to do something? I really do believe God's like, Jesus again, tis finished. I did everything. And I gave you everything. I rose up with all power in heaven and earth in my hand. And I'm telling you now to go. Go where? Go out there and handle your business. <laughs> well, it's the Father's business, but you know what I mean? He gave you certain assignments, right? Now go out there and do it. So we don't have to sit around sitting and feeling sorry for ourselves. Once we know something, <laughs> I'm anointed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got Christ on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. right? God anointed me the same way he anointed Jesus, with Holy Ghost and with power. Right. And I can now know the truth that makes me free. Mm -hmm. And 
I can remove burdens and destroy yokes in my life because that's what the anointing does. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, amen. God has anointed you, amen. Mm -hmm. And I'm anointed by God. I'm not some little old, you know, yeah, I mean, I ain't the, you know, that's, you know, God didn't, you know, when he was handing out height, he kind of left us out of the equation, you know, he was like, you know, he didn't see us, he was throwing it all around the shack, and all he was like, oh God, give me some height, like, that's okay, he gave me some anointing, though, because <laughs> it's not about that, right? It's not about that. David was a boy who took out Goliath yeah. because he was anointed. It's not about that. It's not about your education. It's not about your connection. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about Christ in you. And when we accept that, then we overcome all these seeming limitations that we have. You're not limited. You, you have a God on the inside of you who's beyond searching out. And his power is unlimited. And I believe as we start to get into this and realize who we are and realize that God wants us to win and he's prepared us to win and he's equipped us to win, then we'll, I think, more readily accept the truth of the word, including the things we've gone over today. And we'll stand up and go, because God has anointed me. And now you fill in the blank. It may not be the priest, right? to preach the gospel, but whatever it is, but he's anointed you and you got that power and the devil shouldn't be having his way in your life. Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I'm anointed. How about you? Amen? Amen. Amen. Don't go print a t-shirt. Just, <laughs> just walk in the revealed truth of this. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy yes, name. Father. Glory to God. Father, we thank you, God, that we are anointed. Yes, Father, Father God, that we have been filled with your spirit, O oh God, and with power to do good and to go around, O oh God, uh, delivering others and helping others. And even God walking around in the freedom that is ours yes, in Christ Father. Jesus. Father God, we thank you, God, that you have revealed your truth unto us. Our prayer today, God, is that we will begin to walk in it starting now and for the rest of our days. Father, yes. in the name of Jesus, we just pray now that you will seal this word in us. Father, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We know he will come quickly and try to steal this word that you have sown in our spirits. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just ask you now, God, to just send angels, oh God, to minister yes, unto Father. all who have heard this word today, that, Father God, that we'll continue to get all of the truth from it. And, Father, we believe that as we do, God, that we will walk in power, we will walk in strength, we will walk in might, and, Father God, we will walk in victory. Thank you, God, that through Christ Jesus we are anointed, yes. burdens removed, yoke destroyed, and we know all truth that makes us free. And for that, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Now, God, continue to have your way in us. Yes, Father. And Father God, let us continue to bring you glory in the earth as we go forward fully anointed to fulfill the assignments that you have given us. Father, you have declared we are difference makers in the earth. Let us fulfill our heritage in you. And Father, we just thank you, bless you, and praise you for the privilege and the honor to do it all. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.